0: Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I am the founder of the SYKM community, and I always say I wish we were meeting under different circumstances. And I'm so happy that we found each other because this is not easy. This is so challenging. There's so much bizarre behavior that we deal with when we love someone with an addiction. Not to mention confusion, exhaustion, anger, disappointment. I mean, I could go on and on, and I'm sure. You can relate. So that is why I created this mini chorus called The Emotional First Aid. Now, this is happening literally next week. It's happening on Tuesday at noon. So if you want get in there and sign up for it, even if you can't make it on the Tuesday, if you sign up, you'll be on the list and you'll get a recording of it. And I just would love to help you because I know it's so hard and we all sustain wounds. If you think about it, we feel failure. We feel guilt. We feel rejection. We feel a loss of, you know, a part of ourselves when we love someone with an addiction. Now, If you think about a scrape or you think about a sprain, we have a first aid kit for that. You know, we have band-aids, we maybe have some peroxide, we might have, you know, um, an ice pack, but we don't have a first aid kit for emotional heartache, right? We can typically help and mend, you know, a sprained ankle or a cut, but what happens when we have these emotional injuries? So now we might be understocked when it comes to these emotional first aid kits, but I'm here to help you in this workshop. I am so excited because we're going to talk about how we can heal rejection, how we can heal guilt, feelings of failure, and everyday hurts, because let's face it, they're going to show up and they're probably going to show up with full force when we love someone with an addiction. So I draw on the latest scientific research. I draw on emotional agility and our ability to bounce back. I use all, as you know, I'm obsessed with positive psychology and I use all that training and I bring it into a step-by-step strategy that's kind of fast and simple and acts as first aid, real-time resilience here. So in this workshop, I'm going to help you move away from just rejection and feelings of low self-esteem or self-worth and move you to a place of self-worth and self-compassion. You're also going to gain practical strategies that ensure emotional pains don't become super deep-seated wounds because that can happen. I'm still dealing with some deep-seated wounds here. And it's been a while since um, my addicted loved one has removed himself from my life. So the message of hope is also addressed. And we talk about a broken heart, How to mend a broken heart. And then we're gonna talk all about this idea of the comfort antidote, how you can bring comfort to yourself. And it's such a wonderful resilience tool that you can use anytime, anytime. So I hope you can join us. Let's awaken your inner power. Let's tap into your light and let's make you as strong as we can. Let's really tap into your resilience. And that's what I'm going to do in this free seminar. Now, if you're listening to this and saying, Hey, Andrea, like I'm listening to this episode way past that workshop. Don't worry because it's still going to be available for all SYKM members. And if you want to get in on that, we are open now for membership. So Head on over to savingyouiskillingme.com for more information there and to sign up, click on events. Okay. So today I have a special episode for you. It is a book summary. So I took this book, The Four Agreements, and I'm summarizing it here for you because There are so many wonderful actionable nuggets that can really help us on a day-to-day basis in our lives and help us take back our power. So I hope you enjoy this book summary. Of course, I always suggest if something sparks your interest to purchase the book and support the author, but for the purpose of here, it's a nice summary and a reminder of those wonderful four agreements that can help us in our lives in so many ways. So I hope you enjoy Back to the program now. Hey there, Andrea here. I highlighted such a good book. It is The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom. Now this book summary, of course, I always say if something sparks your interest and you want to learn more, I always suggest purchasing the book and supporting the author because they put so much love, attention, research and knowledge into their books. So I do recommend purchasing the book and supporting the author. This is just a general sucking of the nugget of wisdom and um, allowing us to apply it to our lives. So let's jump in. So do you ever feel like you're living your life according to someone else's plan or what social norms tell us to do or what we're expected to do. And as we grow, we kind of gradually lose our ability to know what, what is it that we want or what is it that we desire and what are our wishes. And so it's so hard not to judge ourselves and not to judge others for making choices. And so that's crazy, right? So sometimes we've been told things in our past that maybe becomes true for us or maybe someone says something like, you know, expressions that become agreements in our brain. It's almost like money doesn't grow on trees or you're not smart enough to do that. Or, you know, all these things that might've been planted in our mind. So our perceptions of our true selves, could be clouded by other people's, you know, formed agreements, other people's society pressures, other people's learned experiences of what you should be like. And it's incredible. Does this affect you? So this book really does introduce this idea that we can move from the pressure that we get from society and the rules that we're supposed to conform by. And we can really realize our true selves. We can tap into and find out, What are these rules or almost like agreements that we've made in our brain that we kind of run through our, our, like becomes a belief essentially. So it's possible to break free by replacing these ingrained agreements with new agreements. And that's what this whole book is about. So in the book, The Four Agreements, author Don Miguel and Roots. And uh, Jeanette Mills, I said that totally bad, but anyway, um, authors Don McGill Roots, I think that's how you pronounce it, and Jeanette Mills, um, they explain how society raises people to conform to strict sets of rules, and they talk all about how we actually start creating our own our own agreements or our own things that we believe as true from society pressure from, you know, what someone might say to us. And it really isn't that great for us. It really doesn't help us. So they teach us how we can change the way that we see our world. So they help us cast aside these chains that are holding us back from realizing our full potential, what we're meant to do, what we're you know what we enjoy in our life, what we want our own life to look like, not what someone else thinks our life should look like. And it's this wonderful freedom and it allows us to feel more sense of peace as well. So in this book, we really discover, we find out, why we should rebel against societal pressures and just be ourselves. We also find out what's wrong with taking things really personally. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it's very easy to take things personally. And then we're also going to discover why most assumptions about ourselves and the assumptions we make from others are actually wrong. So let's jump in. So they talk a lot about in their book, all this idea about social norms, they end up forming our dreams and realities. So we're living basically according to what other people think of for us. Um, So these rules are basically a collective dream that's taught to us maybe from our parents, from schools, from religion and all these other influential sources. So just consider basically like how many parents and teachers, they basically say, you know, you're good when you follow these rules and you're bad when you don't, you know, it shows us. So the author's tips are basically agree with yourself to not naively buy into everything that you hear and to not naively um, change your own perspective as a result. So listen to how others express their beliefs and how it has colored their point of view but then create a bit of space around that. You know, you might, you probably want to ignore someone who's been basically telling you that you're not smart enough. You're not good looking enough. You're not capable Obviously, we want to ignore that. We want to change that pressure. Um, You might want to ignore those things that say you have to go to university in order to get a good job. You know, that's not necessarily true. So you want to take stock of agreements that you've been making with yourself, these things that have turned into beliefs for you. And as a result of social pressure, as a result of training and what other people have said to you, and you've just absorbed it. So the good news is we can break free by establishing new agreements for ourselves. So let's jump into these agreements, the four agreements. And by the way, they did publish another book, The Fifth Agreement, which is another whole, uh, I'll do it in another summary, but fantastic book as well. So the first agreement is be impeccable in your use of words. So being impeccable with your language basically means that you're not using it against yourself. So words are so powerful and they're actually powerful creation tools. They start creating our reality. And so what we want to do is make sure that we're paying attention to the words that we're using and making sure that they're not self-judgmental, they're not self-rejection. And those type of words are going to really have a negative impact on us. That's why the key is to remember that the words you are using are powerful. They can either liberate you and make you feel powerful, or they can enslave you. So your words are basically communicating and expressing yourself And, and it can actually transform your actions. It transforms your life. So we want to make sure that we're choosing words that are going to help us instead of hinder us. And so being impeccable in the use of your words, in your, your, your use of words is so important um, because it, it changes how we experience the world. So an author, the author's tips are become aware of how you use your words against you. For instance, by telling yourself that you're not beautiful, that you're not skinny enough, that you're not smart enough, these are words of judgment. And what you want to do is you want to replace these words and create a new story, a better story for yourself, about yourself, and really be positive towards yourself and using words that are impeccable, that raise you up, that make you feel good. And and focusing on that, noticing that you're narrating beautiful stories. You're talking about things that make you feel good, perhaps. So the message here is that using words words impeccably means that you're using them to your benefit and not contaminating your life and your life story with destructive self-judgment. I know I'm not alone in this one. Sometimes we're so hard on ourselves and we might talk a little bit mean, like, how could I be so stupid? How didn't I see that? Or, you know, so delete, delete, cancel, cancel, be impeccable with your word choices. All right. So the second agreement is all about stop taking everything personally, right? I'm sure you can remember when somebody was rude to you and you took it personally, right? I'm sure you've had an argument maybe in the family and you're, you, you're really trying to think like, you know, you're thinking it's all about you. Um, but all of it is actually about them. So remember any time that you've had confrontation or that, you know, you some, you felt hurt or angry, um, you think that it's about you. So it's vital to remember that people's opinions about their circumstances, about their life, it concerns them. Their opinions are formed by their agreements. Their opinions are basically all about them. So, the secret is to not take it personally, right? What they think about you isn't really you, right? So, they could think all they want about you and say these things, but the reality is, it's not really you. That's just their perspective of it. So the author's tip is to free yourself. You must agree to stop taking others' opinions personally, whatever your, you know, your friends, your parents, your coworkers, your spouse, whatever they say about you, isn't the real you. It's not a hundred percent you. So therefore it makes no sense to take things personally. It's always about them. Okay, so as you no longer have to worry about what other people's opinion is about you, you become freer to do whatever it is that you desire, what's important to you, right? Because you're gonna feel immune to the judgment and just recognizing and taking back your power, focusing on you and stop taking anything personally. It's not about you, it's about what's going on in their life and their agreements and and everything that's going on there. Good. Okay. So the third agreement is basically, instead of making assumptions, ask questions. So the third agreement is all about stop making assumptions. And basically, you can focus your energy on the actual truth. Um, So when we make assumptions, we think that what we're thinking about, we think that it's true. We think our thoughts are true. And so when we have a hard time understanding something, our brains are meaning-making brains, they're story-making brains. So we assume that we know what it means, but assumptions actually create a lot of unnecessary drama. And as humans, we need to predict, right? We need to explain and justify events and you know why things happen in our lives. And and why it helps us when we feel uncertain about something. So we fill in the gaps, right? We imagine we make things up, we think things through that someone might be thinking what someone might be doing what they're feeling, we make all kinds of assumptions. And and, and these are lies. These are basically lies that we're telling ourselves, right? We buy into them and we prove them. We try to prove them, but we cannot. This basically is like, we can actually create hurt and additional worry. We're making assumptions and that's that what if thing and going down that rumination and like filling in the gaps. It's like, okay. So the author's tip. Okay. Here's a good one though. Think about an example of like, imagine that your daughter maybe is out partying with her friends and the one day she doesn't make her curfew, she's late, you immediately jump to conclusions like, oh my gosh, what if something terrible happened to her? Like, what if, you know, a a whole host of scenarios come storming into your brain? And so the idea here is like, your mind is going off and worrying. So then a few minutes later, your daughter walks in, she's safe, you know, and she's got a big smile on her face, she's okay. Um, and she apologizes for being slightly late, right? look what that assumption did. Look at the drama that it was created in your mind. So the third agreement is about instead of making assumptions, ask questions. Think about possibilities without filling in the gaps and making up stories and assuming. So the author's tip is assumptions are damaging, period. So we should replace them with um, courageous questions instead. Asking questions will get closer to the truth of the situation and not feel the the desire to assume and make up pieces of it. So, there's a far better way to spend our energy and our time than making assumptions and, and focusing on the actual truth is more powerful. Okay, so let's go into the fourth agreement. So, the fourth agreement is about always do your best. Even if it's constantly changing. So, your best is going to be different every single day. So, always do your best is the fourth agreement. So, you should always do your best. That's the message in their book, whatever that means to you in any given context. So, doing your best always depends on the situation that you're in, right? As long as you're doing your best, then you won't have to, you know, get upset with yourself or blame and judge yourself. If you're always showing up your best, right? On certain days, your best is going to be like stellar. It's going to be amazing. Right. And on other days, maybe it's not going to be so great, but you're doing your best. So doing less than your best will make you prone to self-judgment, to criticism, to guilt and frustration. You know, when you haven't done your best, you get kind of frustrated with yourself and you maybe judge yourself or criticize. And so doing your best, is very powerful. The other thing we want to keep in mind is this idea of when we go beyond our best, when we're pushing way too high, too hard, we're going to get depleted. We're going to get burnt out. So this idea here is to always do your best in in that, and that best is constantly changing. So the author's tip is to repeatedly practice all of these things, repeatedly practice incorporating these agreements into your life. Repeatedly do your best practicing the agreements as much as you can. So that's about it. So an actionable nugget would be, you know, start noticing the agreements that you already have, those things that have been kind of programmed into our head, and then rewrite them, create new ones, begin to notice those things that you've learned as a child, or maybe those things that you kind of are, are truth to you and challenge them, right? Make new agreements with yourself and maybe use these four that we've just talked about in order to help you get past those past agreements that you had. And then, you know, another thing you can do is just free yourself from that, that drama by recognizing when you're making assumptions recognizing when you're making up stories or recognizing when you're taking things personally right don't waste your time and so that is one of the the best nuggets that we can do is just to keep doing our best right so that's pretty much it your personal guide to personal freedom your practical guide to personal freedom right those four agreements is always do your best and then also instead of making assumptions ask questions stop taking things personally personally and be impeccable with our words. Those are four wonderful agreements that we can start implementing into our life right away. So I hope you enjoyed this. This is why we should rebel against societal pressure and just be ourselves. This is why we don't wanna take things personally. We want to really not do that, just kind of recognize that that's all about them, not us. And then also making not stop making assumptions, right? About ourselves and others because that's coming from a place of, you know, our own agreements. So let's start some new agreements here. I hope that helps you a lot. Thank you so much for being here. Of course, if you love book summaries, make sure you subscribe to my channel because I post these all the time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com, where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And, of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.